I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, and welcome back to Thanks for Coming In. I'm your host, Jillian Clare. So nice to see y'all on this this beautiful Thursday of quarantine. Another day of lockdown. At least I'm still locking down. I, I hope you guys are too, unless you, you know, are going to work and it's needed. And if you are going to work, I hope you're wearing a mask. Um, because, you know, this virus is still out there. It's it's still it's still doing its thing. And it's gonna keep doing its thing until we all come together and wear a damn mask and shut the hell up about it, and just get on with our lives. Because I would love to go back to work. I, I know that everybody in this town would love to, you know, get back to making things to entertain you. So let's all come together, like the commercials like to say, and wear the mask. Unless you have a uh, pre-existing condition or medical condition that makes it so that you can't wear the mask, which then I understand. But, you know, if you don't, and you're just like, eh, I don't want to shut up and wear it, you know, just like get over it. It's fine. Today on the show, we have Brooke Lewis Bellis. She's a, a writer, an author, an actor, producer. She does it all. She's super inspirational. She has a great story. And I'm, I'm super excited that she came on the podcast and that I was able to meet her through this, which is kind of cool. I'm meeting new people, fellow artists through my podcast. And I think that's really fun and special. Um, so here's my conversation with Brooke Lewis Bellis. Welcome to the show, Brooke Lewis Bellis. Well, what? 
Girl, Jillian, I am so grateful to be here. And I'll be honest, you'll, you'll, one thing you'll learn about me, because I know we don't really know each other, but we know each other. Like, you know, Cat's Pure will tell you, I mean, I'm such a straight shooter and I'm so grateful to be here. I'm so excited. Congratulations Aww. on your new show. First Thank of you. You're welcome. I'm so impressed with you. I mean, I, I'm an OG in this industry and I always do my due diligence before even saying yes to an opportunity like this. And I was so excited. I'm, my heart's like fizzling right now. Like truly, truly. Yeah. You're so inspiring. You're, you're so young and so beautiful and just, and you're so accomplished. And I just, I'm really honored to be here with you today. Oh, I feel like mm-hmm. I'm the one who should be telling you this, not Aww. the opposite. So thank, <laughs> welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You should be proud. Oh, yeah, thanks. It's, you know, it's been a crazy wild ride. I just go with the flow. <laughs> yeah, don't we all? <laughs> How are you today? I'm great. I'm excited to be here. I mean, look, we're still in this crazy quarantine Los Angeles situation. Yep. But I, again, I'm in gratitude. I mean, we've all had challenges throughout this mess. But you know what, like you, and I know that, you know, you got super inspired to do this, this podcast and show, mm-hmm. and I've stayed super creative. I've, you know, I'm, I'm one to speak about making choices and with every choice, there's a yeah. consequence. Right. And so like, I've been very committed to just trying to be in gratitude and trying mm-hmm. to every day, obviously for being healthy and be doing all the charity work and, and a lot of yeah. fundraisers for COVID-19 and stuff, but really also staying creative because that's what we do. Yeah, you have to do it. I mean, I I finished a garden. I built like a big garden in my backyard and it's really beautiful and it's great. And then I finished it and I was like, now what? (laughs) So I started this because I I finished that and now I needed a new project and here we are talking. (laughs) Uh, It's perfect. I love it. Um, What have you been doing? Have Have you been just working on different scripts and things and ideas to get going once we're able to get back to set? So this is what is so crazy. And it's almost like sometimes I feel, you know, I sometimes feel guilty, like when Mm. everybody's so in devastation, but I and I try not to I try to like talk myself out of that chatter, because I've worked very, very hard. And you know what that's like to get to where I am. You know, I've worked hard for everything I have. And so when this pandemic hit, and interestingly enough, who knows, I don't even want to put it out there. But I had come home from a spec TV pilot that we oh, shot wow. in, yeah, in Reno, Nevada. Right, we, we came home right at Christmas to LA mm. and I got very sick. I was sick for almost three months, for two and a half months with what? my, yep, with 103.6 fever, an upper respiratory infection. I don't <sighs> want to even go there. I know my husband and I think we had it, but we yeah. don't know. There's no way of knowing because they didn't test back. So the point of the story is I was self-quarantined and self-isolated from literally like New Year's on to through March until like, wow, and pilot season hit and everything. And, you know, I was doing a lot of pilot auditions. So I was so crazed at that point, you know, of from being in and then I healed gratefully. And so I kind of when this all happened, truly, I have not stopped. Jillian, it sounds Mm. crazy. I've been working from home, from my home office, 15, 18 hour days, no joke. Wow. Throughout this mess. And, you know, honestly, I mean, and I don't know if you're experiencing the same thing, you know, and you're a, a rock star and a TV star. And like, I mean, it's so weird to share with the listeners. Like, 
I feel like I, I made a joke and I said, I really think like the A-listers all left Hollywood, went yeah. to their, right, right? Went to their like homes and talk. They're all just Hollywood like hiding. Totally. <laughs> and so it kind of opened up in positivity mode, like kind of opened up opportunities for, you know, a C-lister like me who, <laughs> who doesn't always get these opportunities. And I've had so many incredible auditions and there's general auditions. That's awesome. Oh, I know. I love the casting directors who are doing general auditions. I talked about this on a past episode and it's crazy to me because I've seen some actors be like, this is dumb. Why should I do a general audition? Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, because it's working your craft. You get to, you know, just do something which feels great as an actor. And who knows if they're going to watch that and love you and say, I'm going to cast you in the next thing I put up. Couldn't agree more. And again, you know, the conversation obviously trickled down to all of us actors. And I had that conversation with my actress friends too. And same thing. And some of them, I was like, well, do I need to be doing, you know, the monologue auditions for New York Broadway? Probably not because that's not my niche right now, you know, but some of the others, and I've gotten to directly have some of the general meetings with some Mm -hmm. big TV cast directors. So I'm really, I've been taking the positive opportunities and I've also been working in post-production a ton for the stripped TV pilot that Mark Klebanoff created. Yeah, the one we did in Reno. It's so funny. I literally said when this started, I was like, damn, I wish I had a movie in post-production right now because this is the time. Right, exactly what you just said. I have that in post. I've stripped in post from Mark Klebanoff. We have a feature that is the sweetest, cutest little micro-budget feature that Stacey Lane Wilson, who Mm. is such she's one of my besties and she's amazing and she yeah she actually wrote and directed my short film psychotherapy that won us a ton of awards a couple years ago and she did a feature that we shot and I was one of the executive producers back in November that was before Mm. I went to Reno and it's titled the second age of Aquarius and it's just it's so fun it's such a wild ride that she wrote with with Darren Gordon Smith from Repo fame. And oh all my God. That. Wait, Repo, the genetic. genetic yes. I freaking love that movie so much. See? I watched that when I was a kid, like, I don't know. I was a teenager. I think yes. when it came out and my friends and I used to be like running around the house screaming like Zydrate comes in a little glass vial. Like all You're the time. Awesome. <laughs> okay. They're going to listen to this and they're going to go nuts. So Darren, <laughs> yes. So Darren was one of the writers and created all the music and composed all the music. Oh so my God. What a talent. Yes. It was such a fun micro piece. And so we shot that. So now that's in post-production, stripped the pilots in post-production and then crazy this is how nuts I am Jillian because I just can't stop and you can know I'm like the an same way I love I know this. you are I know <laughs> I we, need to, we so need it I'm telling you I'm very empathic and intuitive and I know I'm over 15 years older than you but like my <laughs> gut I was like I love this woman like she's like a mini me like you produce you write you do everything and uh, trust me I'm a ladies of the lake fat Jessica Morris our girl yeah. Jessica Morris love so so I cast her in stripped the tv pilot that we oh did. no way yes and we did that oh. she is she's a darling friend and she's just so talented I love and beautiful. Jessica. We she, all i know she's stunning she like stunning. when she stands there you're just like you're not real right because right? you're perfect <laughs> like totally. oh my god yeah so she was in the it, she was in the pilot that we did stripped and with i got oh, to wow. star opposite casper van dean so we can talk about it later but oh. so but i love ladies lake and i know you're a huge soap star but oh. yeah we just we keep it moving. And, you know, I have to say not to pat myself on the back, but if I can have that space for a minute, like when we first went into uh, Corona and COVID, mm-hmm. one of my other best friends who is a just incredible 
incredibly, incredibly talented writer, director, Joshua Butler. And he's mm-hmm. very well known for directing Vampire Diaries, Secret oh, Circle. Wow. So yeah, all the stuff you watch when you're younger. Yeah, um, all my, my teenage years here. There you go. And he's done the following and the magicians currently and blah, blah, blah. So Josh and I, speaking of the past again and seeing how that segues <laughs> to the future, like we in about end of October, November, shot a proof of concept for a feature slash another kind of streaming series idea. Mm. And I went to him when we got into isolation because like I'd said, I had been sequestered myself sick for a couple months. I'm like, I've got to get creative. We had been having a conversation about what to do during this, like no one knew what was to come. And I'm sort of a visionary. And I swear to you, I went to him and this is back in March and we had a production meeting. I said, here's what I want to do. I want to finish our proof of concept and Mm. sort of shoot it virtually as a streaming series. This is pre anybody doing it now because everybody's doing it now. Yeah, you see like all of the different types of um, reunion shows that are even happening online. Yep, exactly. And we literally shot, we went into pre-production right away. My company, Philly Chick Pictures, executive produced it. I produced it. He created Mm. it. We built a bigger story around the story we had created and our cast is amazing and we literally shot this for a week over a week probably yes virtually via skype and everyone was at their home location our cast was incredible and and of course i got to play you know one of the ensemble lead roles Mm -hmm. and it was an incredible opportunity so that's so fun i love that yes and it's horror and so i which goes oh my god even better yes and it goes back to my roots you know where i sort of got became known years ago and so i embraced it and i hadn't done horror in quite some time and so you know josh and i and he had become famous doing vlog that mtv Mm -hmm. picked up years ago and he had directed the feature that's how we met like 13 years ago and so it's really interesting how for the listeners that, you know, how life comes in circles and in ebbs and flows, it's true. right? It's yeah. totally true. Everything comes. It, it's very bizarre. Th- things like that have happened to me in the past. And you're like, oh, OK, that's why that happened so that this could happen 10 years later. Got it. Cool. Thank you. Moving on. <laughs> it's crazy. And it's so it's- it's crazy. Going back to horror here for a second. So is that what kind of broke you into the business is roots and horror? Great question. So one would think Jillian, however, (laughs) and this is again, keeping in the format of your show, which I, which inspires me. So, because I'm such a prime example of what everything that you're talking about with like, you know, I always say like higher power, God laughs when we're making plans because you Mm. just don't know what's going to be. I started my career. I was very blessed at 21, right out of college, went right to New York and landed Tony and Tina's wedding equity contract off Broadway. Dang, girl. He got an equity contract. (laughs) Right away, right? So, yes. So the mobster comedy, uh, Tony and Tina's wedding, and it was Mm -hmm. seven shows a week. And seven, yep, seven shows a week. I think I originally had off like Monday nights. That was it. It was tough at, at, you know, a young age to be in New York. But Mm -hmm. like, you know this, when you get hired young, you think like the world is your oyster, you know, and take the OG, right? You know. So I get that. And like Paradigm signs me right away because I'm making money. Damn, girl. Yes. (laughs) However, life takes turns like we're talking about. So I started young in New York and did Tony and Tina's for three years, seven shows a week. And from that, Paradigm, I did, you know, I did a couple of day player roles on One Life to Live soap stuff and then Mm -hmm. a lot of edgy indie films. And I went to Sundance when I was super young. And then I moved to L.A. and 
everything took like a halt and a turn. And so I always joke and say, when I moved here, you know, so, so Paradigm would not take me here. I was signed with them in New Yep. Because with Hollywood, everyone, and I'm always very honest, you know, they are looking for your, where's all your TV cred? And I had yeah. Broadway and I had had tons of edgy indies films. Nobody cared here. So it was a very different world for me after making a living acting, you know, five years in New York and then coming here. And so you kind of humble yourself and you bite it mm. and you go, okay, what's next? And right. Right. So segueing to answer you about the horror stuff, I was going back to New York a lot to do more indie films that with, mm-hmm. you know, directors I had worked for before and sort of started doing the being their like liaison. I took producing courses, started Philly Chick Pictures, my production company when I moved here. And Love that title. Great you. company name. Love it. I am a Philly Chick originally, Philly Jersey, New York, and here I am in La La Land. Thank you. <laughs> so that's what happened to them when I had done a couple, I had a little mini recurring arc on a Fox sitcom, Quintuplets. Hmm. back in 2004 and I had done the mafiosa pilot for comedy central 2005 and Bobby Costanzo Joey's dad from friends played my dad and Jeremy oh how fun yes it was amazing amazing and and Johnny Johnny Rose Beef Williams from Goodfellas and all the mobsters and so that was amazing but didn't get picked up so quintuplets gets booted off tv after like six months and mafiosa doesn't get picked up and so here I am and I long story long go to Sundance 2004 (laughs) and partner up with producers back in New York and I said you know what I'm a visionary the first Saw franchise came out I am telling you this is going to explode in that sort of psychological horror torture and Mm -hmm. let's do I will help you finance this I will raise the money I will be your LA liaison let's do an indie film I'm a nobody let's surround me with named actors and make Mm. it really smart psychological and so we did and I it was titled originally Polycarp which is a crazy funny story which ended up (laughs) for all the listeners to see how much control we know we don't always have when we're even producing (laughs) yes so I get to star in this fabulous mystery horror mystery titled Polycarp with Rest His Soul, Oscar-nominated Charles Durning from Tootsie and Dog Day Afternoon. Oh, wow. Oh, yes. Michael Pere from Eddie and the Cruiser, Streets of Fire, famous, famous in the 80s. And so Showtime picks it up and titles it Dang. Kinky Killers. <laughs> <laughs> you can oh, God. <laughs> I can't even imagine getting that email. We'd like to title the movie Kinky Killers. Right? I'm like, oh, oh and she's here. I'm like Oscar and Emmy nominated actors. And I'm like, oh, no. right? And I'm like a nobody. So so this is how my my scream queen persona comes to be. It's like, oh, God. Oh, yes. Yes. So you feel me, girl. So I'm like, oh, my God. So I'm like, okay, I, so then next thing you know, my manager at the time calls, you need to come here. So Jillian, you know this, you're a veteran in the business as young as you are. And I'm like, okay, I'm getting dropped. I'm getting fired. Like, I, I'm yeah. done. That's done. it. That's yeah. it for me. See you later. Right? So I go to the office and there is a stack. They go, come in here. Stack of fan mail. Now I'm nobody. Stack of fan mail and like sticky notes all over. They're calling you the new it scream queen. They want you to come out to horror conventions, Texas Frightmare Weekend, Horror Hound in Indiana. And they'll pay you a couple thousand dollars to go for a weekend. And I'm like, 
Wait, what? what? Right? <laughs> You're going to pay me to go on a vacation and meet people that love me? Okay. Okay. And you get this from being a soap star, you know, like that whole it's fan like, base yeah, okay, is like, I'm good. yes, like that whole fan base. So I'm like, oh, this is such a weird new world to me, but I embraced it. And at that point, you know, it's like I'm 30 years old. I'm like, you know what? I am going to embrace this. And I did. Mm-hmm. And that is how the horror stuff for me came to pass. And then I was nominated for the B Movie Award in 2010 for wow. Slime City Massacre for Best Screen Queen Actress of the Year. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Are you ready to shop? Rakuten's Big Give Week is back. Get 15% back at hundreds of stores, and it's all happening this week, May 6th to May 13th. It's the perfect time to shop for everything on your list for spring and summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. I know I'm using this week to stock up on some warmer weather essentials at Ray-Ban and Ulta, and I love that Rakuten even helps me save on travel at sites like Hotels.com. Rakuten really is the best way to shop, and you can save even more by stacking cash back on top of deals. Plus, during Big Give Week, that cash back is bigger than ever. With Rakuten, membership is free. And when you sign up and shop today, you get an extra 10% cash back boost. That's an extra 10% cash back on top of the 15% cash back. You won't see higher cash back rates than these. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. Hello, my name is Alison Larkin, and I'm a writer, comedian, and narrator and host of The Jane Austen Podcast. This podcast brings Jane Austen's stories to the 21st century, along with commentary from me and conversations with fascinating people who all share a love of Jane Austen. And of course, we had to start with none other than Pride and Prejudice. So join me as we embark on a journey through some of the most wonderful stories I know. The Jane Austen Podcast with Alison Larkin is available wherever you listen to podcasts. I always had a, a dream of being a screen queen. I did one uh, horror film and it was it was a lot of fun, but um, I've only uh, done that one. I what, did some plays. What's but... the title? What's the title? Oh, it was, uh, it was Alien Abduction. I filmed that out in uh, North Carolina. I think I was 19. It was based on uh, the Brown Mountain Lights out there. I know the title. Who directed that one? Uh, that was Maddie Beckerman. I totally know that film. Yeah, and Lawrence Bender produced it and Mike Fleiss. Yes. It was a lot of fun. It was crazy. Um, we felt like there was like actual spiritual craziness going on around us. So that was bizarre and wild. And then I was like, maybe I'll stay out of the horror genre. <laughs> it's a little too creepy for me. I believe you and I'm very sensitive to those energies. Oh, yeah. Well, and we were out in North Carolina, like on the top of this mountain that had like, I think the nearest big thing was a Walmart that was two and a half hours away. We were on Indian burial ground. We were filming a movie about things that people had actually seen up there. It was just one of those things where you're like, okay, um, I just I, I think I need to be around somebody. There was one night in particular where I spent the night at the woman's apartment who was playing my mom in the movie because I was like, Katie, I'm really scared. I'm coming. Oh my over. gosh. <laughs> <laughs> and she was like, Okay, I mean, just sleep on the couch. I was like, Okay, thanks, good night. <laughs> oh wow. But yeah, I don't I believe you hundred percent. Like yeah. I I know and they say that. They say that, you know, sometimes darkness draws darkness. And, you know, again, I think it's always been an incredible sort of escapism, the horror genre. And Oh yeah, I love watching horror. I just don't think mm-hmm. that I could be anything that like involved a ghost because mm-hmm. I'd be 
too scared that there would be a ghost around me <laughs> afterwards. I had ghosts in my home that were proven. Oh, yes. But we'll talk no. about that in another episode. Oh, okay. That's, <laughs> that'll be my next podcast. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay. So going back to this horror stuff. So when did you come up with Miss Vampy? And when, how did that all start? Oh, I love that because she's such a she's so she's my alter ego still. Yeah. I, haven't, I haven't done much with her lately because I've been focused on television and comedy. And but um, so I love that because she's so empowering for women and teen girls. And so yeah. all that came to pass, another, of course, you know, my stories are never short, but I will try to give you bullet <laughs> points. Um, so, so interesting. So again, after doing Broadway, network sitcoms, a lot of mobster movies, I get this pinned as this like scream queen now, right? Mm-hmm. So in about 2007. And so then I had been doing, I got invited to do a lot of like vampire modeling shoots and sort of that kind of fun stuff because fun. of the horror stuff. Yeah. And I always made it fun. And I had these, this, this one FX company made me these like $5,000 veneer fangs, right? Whoa. So, yeah. So I would do just that. like real fangs. Real just fangs. going out there. Dope. Yes. Like legit true blood style, right? So I'm doing all these like modeling shoots and people are like going, oh, you're so, you're such a vixen. You're so vampy. You're all this and that. So next thing you know, I get hit up by a marketing company. Now hear what I'm saying, listeners, because it's 2000, beginning of 2008. Mm. nobody was doing the apps yet or the no. series yet right? th- what was that that was like myspace back then maybe facebook had started at that point but it was mostly you back in right. okay yep. i thought so just starting you're 100 percent right so i take and you'll love this so again you'll see how i'm always at least committed to being like super female empowered you know so i go into the meeting in beverly hills and they're like look we love your your whole like thing you're doing you know Ms. Vampy's kind of like a modern day Elvira which I she is like love that right like she's like an <laughs> icon idol like I only wish and so they said but here's what we're thinking we want to invest a little bit in you and then your production company of course can you know finance the rest of course right and yeah, of so course. <laughs> of course so I'm kind of like okay here we go <laughs> thanks so much yeah, exactly thanks for nothing So they're like, you know, so, but here's our vision for you. Like we want to do these apps. We want your company, Village Pictures, to film a series of them, like a web series that'll go on like the phone. And, and at the time I sort of like, I looked, I like researched and it was like Puffy, like P Diddy was like the only one who was doing like a, you know, app yet. And they're like, of course it was P Diddy. Of course it was, right? So he's a visionary too. So they're like, okay, so what we want you to be like Brooke Lewis, you know, and at the time, so now I'm Brooke Lewis Bellis at the time it was Brooke Lewis, right? Because I just got married last year. And so they were like, we want you to be Brooke Lewis vampire goddess. We want you to like push your boobs up more. And if you'd like to show a little (laughs) skin, you can, you know, and be like Playboy-esque and I'm going, listen, here's the deal. And for all the, I don't care if you're women, men listening, like seriously listen to what I'm saying. And this is the life coach in me. Like, you know, look you, I don't judge anyone. You do what feels right in your soul. I always tell women and young women, you know, you're the one who has to sleep on your pillow at night and wake up with yourself in the morning. And so Mm -hmm. I was straight up and like, listen, I'm so flattered and honored, but here's the deal. That is not me. It's not what I aspire to do. It's not who I aspire to be. Thank you. And I was like, that's not my essence at all. If I were going to do something like this, here's how it would have to go for me to stay inspired and motivated to produce, Mm. to write, to do all of it. And so they kind of weren't interested so much in my idea, but I went back to my producing partners at the time and I said, I'm telling you intuitively, they're onto something. And so 
I was like, I kind of want to try doing, I, and I had a little money in my production company because the economy hadn't crashed yet. And our investors <laughs> were like, you know, and I was like, you know what? It's like 2008. I'm like, I want to try doing my own web series. And I'm like, but it has to be from my heart and soul. And mm. they were all like, well, what would that be? I'm like, well, I love, let's go back to the body of my biggest work as an actress thus far, which is like mobster movies, comedy, horror mm-hmm. now, you know, but also inspirational, also empowering young women. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I am Ms. Vampy. And I had always wanted to be like Mona and my Aww. cousin Vinny, you know, like that. I love, yeah. it's, it's so me, like those East Coast mobster, you know, mob wives and mob hookers and And so I went, that's what I'm going to do. And it has to have some kind of positive message. So moving it way along, because first she started sort of as a horror host. And Mm -hmm. I knew, again, for the listeners, and this is so inspiring to me, because it it reminds me to take chances, because you just don't know. And at the time, it was risky, because I had done about four big horror films, indie horror films, and, Mm -hmm. you know, was pegged at this new Scream Queen. And then I'm like, okay, I'm either going to really piss these horror fans you know off or they're gonna love it and I took a chance and I would never forget we we released like and again this is you know 2008 2009 yeah, it's early early and we released like the like one webisode every Friday I did the press releases sent everything out to all of the you know horror websites and mm-hmm. indie websites and I was like okay I am gonna either fall on my face or it's gonna be a miracle and I will never forget like that first webisode launched and we had coverage from over 30 horror sites and podcasts and all of that and maybe they're like calling her the new Elvira and saying she has a heart and I actually then then we went on to do the one which is um, Ms. Vampy's tween twock teen twock and in between twock (laughs) which is she's the comedic mobster Brooklyn vampire with a heart of gold right and that took it a step further and that was actually in beginning it we released that in 2011 so it was a little bit later we did it in studio that's when you know you could really have a platform for web series etc so and that was with a cast we we hired a cast director Allison Buck and we we mm. hired teen girls a cast of teen girls inclusivity I wanted all ethnicities and cultures and backgrounds to really give truth to the issues that teen girls were struggling with and so there's so much more to the story but I'll leave it at that because I love that I love that I think that anything that you can create nowadays and even back then where you're giving inspiration to teenagers it's something that they really need right now like the the world that they live in is so much different from the one that I even lived in I don't even know how like teenagers function with all of this crazy social media stuff all the time and I just feel like anything to inspire teens and help them get on the the right track and the safe track is so needed couldn't agree more I I don't even you you took the words out of my mouth yep I wonder what that marketing company thought when they saw you do that. <laughs> did you ever go back to them and say, I, I, I did. <laughs> did not. I did not. But I, you know, and here's the thing. Look, you take chances and maybe they would yeah. have invested a million dollars in something huge would have come out of it with her. But I followed But it's heart. yours. Yes. And that's what matters. Because yes. at the end of the day, you got to do it your way. And that's what feeds the soul exactly absolutely and you know and and I still listen we went on to write an entire feature film I was Mm. inspired by like a high school musical we have a movie of the week written and trust me it's been at huge tv and production companies been turned around and blah blah blah. Mm. and it's still here and I still don't give up on it because it 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 has a purpose and it's a really cool 
show for for teen girls and i yeah. believe it will get made one day i just hope i'm not too old to be <laughs> so the uh the whole point of the show thanks for coming in is to share a fun or tragic story <laughs> do yeah. you have any of those do you have the one that got away or just like a really crazy audition process that you went through I have many. I'm an OG. Oh my gosh, yeah. Jillian. I have so many. Okay, g- give me your best. Okay. Give me your best one. The one okay. that caused the most heartbreak. <laughs> That's okay. what we like to do here. <laughs> okay, I love it. Um, And I, I'll start crying, I swear. So is it okay oh, no. if it's something that I booked, but then it was taken away from me? Oh, hell yeah. Okay, so, so this is beyond an audition story, and I want to honor your show. And I have other fun ones, too, that just, you know, were definitely the ones that got away, you know. But this one stays with me all these years. So Mm. I, like I said, rewinding back to the beginning of our conversation, I'm in New York, I'm signed with Paradigm, I am living the life, you know, I'm making Mm -hmm. a living acting in Tony and Tina's. And I go in to Hopkins Smith Barden casting, and I get to audition, I'm right out of college, and I get to Mm -hmm. audition for the feature film, Miramax film at the time, titled 54. Okay. Okay. And you're, I don't even know if you were, you remember the movie because you were like, yeah. yeah. Okay. So, I mean, we're talking Michael Myers, uh, yeah. Seal Award, Salma Hayek, Nev Campbell, huge um, Meyer, huge. Okay. So, I end up auditioning. I call back, cast. I am playing. Oh my God. Okay. Yes. Right out of college. And I am playing the role of Rico's girl. Rico's girl. Now, remind you guys, this is uh-huh. way back in the day for the listeners. So this is before <laughs> these people were A-list freaking stars. Yeah. So I book it and I'm literally at my agent's desks and we're on like a speakerphone back in the day. And, mm-hmm. you know, they're going, okay, you are like projected to be the next, my idol, Mona in My Cousin Vinny style actress here oh in my New York. Gosh. Like the next Marissa Tomei, truly, who I just think is breathtaking She's and brilliant. She's amazing. Right? Like brilliant. So, and I looked up to her so much from My Cousin Vinny. And so I'm like shaking in the seat. So cut to, you will be playing Mark Ruffalo, everyone. <laughs> Rico, you will be playing his girlfriend. So I was in, I got Oh my God, that's enough to make me want to die right there because oh. I love him so much. No, it gets better. Jillian, it gets better. So you're going to be in two scenes. You're Mark Ruffalo's girlfriend. You're in two scenes with Mark Ruffalo. One scene with Mark Ruffalo and Ryan Phillippe. Oh my God. And another scene with Mark Ruffalo, Ryan Phillippe, and Dominic Lombardozzi, who's just mm. starring Ray Donovan and star of Mega TV, mm-hmm. another brilliant, all three amazing actors. Yeah. So I'm like, now I don't even know who they are at the time because no one did because they hadn't gotten their A-list break yet, right? Yeah. So, I mean, that was, what year is this? This yes, is. This is 1997. Oh, yeah. Nobody knew. I mean, Cruel Intentions hadn't even happened yet, had it? It had not. Not even. I know wow. it did last summer. Nothing. Oh my god. Okay. 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 So it's it's actually like beginning of 98, we'll say. End of like right between like December 97 whatever. So I'm like, like I this is too good to be true. This is like huge. So I'm in the scenes with them. So long story long moving it along, I go to set and they had shot a bunch of the film in Toronto and then shot mm. the rest at the end in New York City. So and New Jersey. So I go to set, I have my own trailer. It's, I mean, the whole dream. And, and when it, you're like right out of college, that is 
amazing because that's probably the first time that you've been on a huge set yep for me yeah because I didn't start really I mean I did theater through college but like this was major yes 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 and again, your agents are telling you you're projected to be the next Marissa Tomei. So cut to, I am on set in my trailer. I, rem- I In fact, I remember it was like, I can feel it like it was yesterday. And it was this beautiful female AD, which back then mm. wasn't very, you know, no. like, um, it didn't, that didn't happen often. You rarely saw females in power positions. That's correct. So I am go to wardrobe. I'm in my, so I'm playing Rico's girl. So I'm playing and you know, it's like a throwback, obviously studio 54, right? So I'm like, like a little guided, like decked (laughs) out, big hair, like the role I love to play. And I'm all dressed in wardrobe and and I'm in my trailer and then they take me to set and we're standing there and it's, it's cold outside and we're waiting like an hour and then Mm. they cut and send us back to our trailers, cut to they said, we're not going to be able to finish the scenes today. We're so over, we're, we're so over time. We'll have to bring you back. So now I'm all excited because mm. as you know, we're like, okay, wait, we're going to yeah, pay you're get like, paid again. Oh, yeah. I get another day of pay. Fantastic. Let me know. Absolutely. So <laughs> they bring us back the next day and they go over again and we never mm. film the scenes. Cut to the end of the story is, and I'll never forget it like it's yesterday. And I swear to you guys, like I think of this when I have to do painful scenes <laughs> as an actress because it kills me because it's what it's the one that got away. And so yeah. then they bring us back a third day. So then actually I think they skipped a day and then I'm mm-hmm. waiting. My agent calls. I'm I'm going, this can't be happening. Like I'm projected. This is going to like rocket my career, you know? Yeah. And my agent calls. They're going to bring you back again. They bring us back literally a third day and then send us home again. And I will never forget. Yeah. And that last night, this was really cool. I'll just share this. I ended up going back to um, the hotel where all the guys Mm -hmm. were being put up and Ryan Phillippe had a suite and he invited us all back to like hang out and, you know, and we were hanging out in the suite and we were, we were doing some shots in the bar. We were, (laughs) it was like, it was really, what a dream. Yeah. It's like, what? yeah, I'm hanging out with the guys and like a couple of the crew members. And it was just a really cool experience. And I'll never forget too. I'll tell you this because you'll love it. So I remember we were there and this, we got back to the hotel and this big package like of, of like all these gourmet candies and this huge package sitting on the table. Yeah. And then I'll finish my story, but real quick, I'm segueing around. And I remember Ryan looking at it and going and reading the card being like, it's from my girl, Reese Witherspoon. Oh my right? gosh. How cute. Right? They, had just, they just started dating where he goes, I'm going to marry that girl one day. I started remember. Like, so there are all these wonderful positive nuggets I hold on to. But anyway, so we're like doing some shots and we're like, and they're like, Brooke, and I'm like, guys, I have a bad feeling. They're like, don't worry about it. And they all had leads in the film. So it was right. No so it doesn't matter for them. They're totally. like, I have, have a whole movie. Right. So if a couple scenes get canceled, big freaking deal. But for me, this was major. So they end up go home that night again and that's the end of it they end up so apparently Miramax went way over budget and they cut the last five scenes of the film and I happen to be in two of them and done done and to this day (sighs) Jillian I swear to this day um I get so I still get my residual checks and every time I get a residual check I'm getting emotional I really am like every time I get a residual check I look at it now, A, it used to make me sad, but now B, I actually look at it as like, it's a sign from the universe saying you're, you're okay. Like you're going to be okay. There's going to be opportunities like that, you know, in the future, like, I'm so emotional. 
I'm just emotional these days with everything going on. But like, you know, my my emotions run very high. Cry at commercials now. Oh, see, we're just we're all feeling. (laughs) No, it's good. It's beautiful. We're feeling very a lot, a lot of heavy stuff. So, you know, I just I always wonder, like, what if, you know, and I've just, yeah, you know what I mean? And those are those are the hardest part of this industry is the what if. Yep. Yep. And oh, what a story. Uh, what a story. Like, what if, like, oh. I could, maybe I would have been the next Leah Remini or, you know, and yeah. it's like, and I've had, as you, I'm sure, you know, so many close calls. I could tell a million yeah. stories of how it was down to, and a fun one, it was down to me, the beautiful Jennifer Esposito and one other actress that I don't know for Spin City when I was right out of college as Oh well. my God, I loved Remember Spin City. I used to watch that syndicated in my parents' <gasps> bedroom oh. when like I was supposed to be doing my, my homeschool and I was like, <laughs> no, I'm going to be watching Spin City. <laughs> So there you have it. And I, I remember sitting in the waiting room to test with beautiful Jennifer Esposito. And she was super hot, literally and figuratively. Like at, at the time, she just finished yeah. like, um, kiss me, kiss me, Guido. Uh-huh. This big film that went to all the festivals. And and I'm like, oh, and she was authentically, it was Stacey Paterno from Staten Island. I play a lot of those. And she was authentically like from there, that character and wow. dropped it gorgeous. And we tested and I just, oh, and that was one that, that was one that broke my heart too, where yeah. she, she booked it and I, yeah, I just lost it. But yep, <laughs> you are. cry for a few days, then you move on. Yep. And then you, you just go, to. what if, and then you go, nope, I'm not going to allow, like I said, you know, we all, we make powerful choices. I'm not going to allow that chatter to get in because you know what? Nobody has ever spoon fed me anything in this industry. Mm-hmm. I've done it all on my own. I was a single woman up until, you know, I got married a year ago. It's almost a year ago, exactly June 1st. And oh, happy anniversary. Thank you. And so, you know, I'm proud. Just like you need to be so proud of yourself that, you know, you're, I, w- I wish I knew. I There's that old cliche. I'm going to sound like your mom. Like, I wish I knew <laughs> now what I knew. I wish I knew then what I know now, you know. And so that's yeah. why for someone like you, and I was like you, I was a hustler. And look, I started doing, you know, I started producing in my in my 20s too. And like, mm-hmm. I, you know, you just, you just have to stay true to you and follow your heart and, keep moving keep moving everyone you gotta keep moving otherwise you're stuck I mean my my mom taught me something when I was young and it always stuck in my head when I was you know because I've been acting in Hollywood since I was seven eight years old so she would always teach me do one thing a day for your career just one thing like a small thing it doesn't even have to be a big thing just a small thing one thing a day for your career and you'll go forward and you'll always be moving forward then is your mom an actress no, she, my mom has had a wild life. She's done so many different things, but now she's a producer and a writer, but she, I mean, she's done so much. She owned a decorating store up in Washington when we lived there. She worked mm-hmm. for Brandon Airlines. She worked for a medical company at one point. She's done everything. She knows everything. She's one of those people that you're like, you just know the everything, right? Yeah. Right. Okay. <laughs> we used to call well-rounded. her Dr. Google. <laughs> I love it. Super well-rounded, but that's yeah. good because obviously you, she's instilled a lot of that in you. Hundred percent. So, yeah, that's awesome. And you know, it's funny. I love what you just shared that she told you because do you know one of my favorite acting, one of my big Broadway acting coaches in New York mm. when I first started out shared that exact same thing with me. One, it's one true. thing a day. Yep, and it can be you guys, listeners, sending out an email. That's it. Simple. Well, and even nowadays, it's so much easier to do that one thing. I could post an Instagram and it's like, that's my one thing today. Like, there's so much you can do now mm-hmm. for your career on mm-hmm. your own. 
It's amazing. I mean, I found we were going through a bunch of stuff in the house recently because we're obviously on lockdown and can't do anything. And uh, I found demo reels that were VHSs still. And I was like, oh, my God, that is how old I am. I have a VHS demo reel that you'd have to send to a casting director. That's crazy to me. You know, you can get those. You know, you can get them. Obviously, you know, you can get them switched over to DVD. I have to get them. I have to get it because I really need to see what's on those. Oh, that's so awesome. See, that's, they're the beautiful little positive nuggets, everybody that we're finding in this mess, you know, and so I love that. It's been so great talking to you. I loved it. I'm going to have to have you back on. I would love nothing more. I would love it. Let's you and I stay in touch. And hey, I'm Heck telling yes. you, we're going to work on something together one of these days. We should. And awesome. hey, before you go, what's um what's your social media so everybody can follow you? Yes. So I am now Brooke Lewis Bellis, everyone. But I'm still using my old handles, Instagram and Twitter, at Brooke Lewis LA. I have uh, Facebook as the fan page, at Brooke Lewis LA, BrookeLewis.com and everything else. I love it. Thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing your stories. You're awesome. Thank you so much for having me. It was as fun as I knew it would be. Oh, love it. Everyone give it up for Brooke. Thank you, Jillian. Thanks again to Brooke for coming on the show. She's just so lovely. She makes me smile and I'm so happy that I met her. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening to it now. Tell your friends, tell your family, tell your dog. Tune in next week to hear my conversation with Venice the Series actor Gregory Zarian. And in the meantime, check out the podcast social media. Links are in the show notes. And as always, thanks for coming in. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it. Or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.